The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Jenks! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! What is up? We have a full crew. It's been a couple shows. I love when we're all here. It's like a great soiree. What's up? We are in the... Salisbury Studios, fueled by Monster Energy. I'm drinking one now. I'm dragging. We're in a uh, in a heavy sports time, and we don't sleep. We just power through. We got baseball. We've got college baseball, MLB, XFL championship. We got draft recap, the Derby. I mean, it's just lovely this time of year. What's up, Smitty? What's going on here? Yeah, a lot of actions. We got to find some winners, man. I can't wait. We got league hockey tonight. I got to get Jason's opinion on that. I feel like we're not dressed up now. Jason looks like a million dollars tonight, man. Just looking fantastic. How are the guys up in Pittsburgh doing? Jason, let's go to you. How are you doing there, sharp dresser? I'm doing good. Hey, it's Derby Day, so you got you to gotta bring me a nice uh, clothes out, look a little sharp here. I got this from a wedding I went to last year, so I got the nice little pink shirt with a little little plaid tie, you know. Stand up a little bit more, Jason. I got to see it. Show it off. Like oh, there you go. Now you look. Oh, now. That's You're bad. missing the fedora. Where's the fedora? <laughs> grind it on the spreadsheet trying to get some, get some winners this weekend out of that race. And uh, Phillies let me down here this afternoon. But uh, obviously, a low-scoring Liverpool game helped me out cover that loss a little bit. But, uh, yeah, a lot of good fun sports. All the old-timey sports of this weekend. So, looking forward to getting some uh, action on those. Matt, what's going on, man? <laughs> Listeners and viewers, do not believe anything that Jason just said. <laughs> that some bitch was down there selling a duplex in Carnegie. He hasn't been doing anything. <laughs> ah. He's a duplex in Carnegie, but all right. <laughs> Sorry, I just crawled out from under a rock. I look like a way to get robbed. I, I look like total H-E double hockey sticks. But I'm watching a little playoff hockey. Before we get into what we're doing, boys, I think I'm going to bet Carolina to win the Stanley Cup. I think you can get still pretty good odds. They look like a team on a mission right now. Well, I took them tonight. Money line, Matt. What's the score? Uh, they're up one nothing. Okay, good start. Uh, I think they good can. Start. The East seems pretty weak. I think I'm going to throw a little little cheddar on them and uh, Florida to come out of there and see what kind of odds I can get tonight. So I haven't followed the. We'll start with hockey. Uh, I haven't followed hockey uh, since the Capitals kind of eliminated themselves. Uh, with that being said. Everything I've heard was kind of Florida. Obviously, Boston was the better team on paper. Uh, they they blew a 3-1 series. They blew a 3-1 lead to lose the last game uh, for Florida to advance. Is Florida just kind of running like a Cinderella moment right now? Or were they just kind of undervalued? Like, give me your... You guys, Jason, especially you, you watched them. Like, what's your take on Florida? Because a lot of people... You know, obviously Boston was extremely good. They were like, they had no business winning that. I mean, is that a true narrative or were they just kind of on Boston so heavily they were almost disregarding by default the Florida Panthers? A couple interesting things. So Florida kind of changed their style a little bit this year. It took a while to set in. After Christmas, they've really come on. They played really well. And they've been playing playoff hockey for a month before the playoffs started because it was them, Pittsburgh, and New York, and even Buffalo to some extent, trying to get those last two spots in the East. 
And the curious thing about that was Florida was the only team in the whole NHL this year that split with the Bruins in a regular season. They actually played them heads up then. It's some kind of style matchup that really bothered Boston. And if you look at the stats on series, Natural Stat Trick, great website to go check it out. It was even play all seven games. I mean, the scores didn't reflect that, but Florida was right with them. There was no fluke to that upset. They kind of just outplayed them. I, Boston had that really tricky situation of how do you rest guys and keep your edge, and it didn't work. And I, I actually thought they did a really good job of kind of balancing it out late in the season, but clearly uh, the goaltending kind of let them down, and, you know, they're sitting at home. That was a crazy game seven. They were down 2-0. It looked like their world was lost. Came back as 3-2. Whole place is going nuts. And Florida gets that goal with, like, 58 seconds left and just crushes all their dreams in overtime. So kind of enjoyed it as a Penguins fan because Boston definitely crushed a couple of our dreams a couple of seasons. So. I think it's pretty uh, It's pretty funny you see, like, the NHL rake theory coming out. Obviously, since the Janet Jackson issue, games are, you know, delayed, and you see uh, the goal pop up, you know, just prior to them scoring that, that uh, I believe it was a game tying. Uh, I thought that was a pretty funny narrative. I mean, we all know what it was. They were updating the screen. Production was, you know, and almost over uh, – over updated it for a split second. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but I wanted to ask you about another team. So I wanted to ask you about uh, the Seattle Kraken because you gave me a winner last week on the show. So thank you for that. I actually doubled down on them. I took them on a the money line and the uh, the the plus one point five puck line. Uh, so that hit twice. So thank you for that. What's your thoughts on them? I mean, they're only year two. They made the playoffs. Uh, Vegas obviously made it in year one of their franchise. Uh, the rules were a little stricter. They pretty much created a, a semi-all-star team out of the gate for Vegas. The Kraken had a little more uh, stringent rules with who they could pick up because there was a cap uh, that they kind of had to go with. What's your thoughts coming out of the West? Uh, do they even have a shot? Like, where are you looking at? Well, real quick, I wish you would have taken the over last night because that was, what, 5-4, I think, final. And didn't they score, yeah, like, three long. goals and like – 48 seconds yeah. in that game last night, Jason? Is that something like yeah, that? Yeah, they came on smoking. I think it was five goals in the first period, too. And that, yeah. that's not the MO for either team. So, um, no, I think they have a shot. Dallas is a good matchup for them because they play very similarly. Um, like you said, Seattle, you know, maybe they didn't get the kind of quality player that Vegas got because of the salary dumps. But they still got some really good players because the team's trying to clean up their salary situations. Took a bunch from the Penguins. Um, and they just built a really smart team. That's why it's really hard to gauge them. Because they have playoff experience, because these guys are like you know basically in their prime. You know they may not be the greatest players, but they really stick to their system. As long as Grubauer plays well in goal for them, they have a chance, especially against Dallas. I don't know if they can match up against Edmonton if they get that far, but um, this will be uh, a, a tight series. This will not be high scoring after this. I don't think so. The next game definitely take the under if you see it like a six or a six and a half, because neither of these teams really uh, have strength in goal scoring. Matt. Hey, Q, can I go back to Carolina real quick? Yeah, or, absolutely. Uh, yeah, go, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So Florida, I, I think they have two 40-goal scores, one 30-goal score, and the, the kid Brandon Montour, the defenseman, is literally this year's, this year's Kale McCarr. He is on fire mm-hmm. right now. He's like a dominating defenseman, running the point, running the show. Carolina just scored against me. They're up 2-0. I mean, I, I – I think it's a smart play to get a little fun money on them because they're probably – they might be the best team on paper, but they're probably going to be the third best betting odds out of the East right now. So mm-hmm. it's just something to look at. I'm going to go on later after the show or even while we're doing this in a little downtime and see what we got. But, yeah, and then I watched the Kraken game last night. Uh, Yanni Gord is their bread-and-butter guy, mm-hmm. and he's killing it for them right now. So I, I'm actually shocked. Uh, the Kraken beat the Avalanche. I thought the Avalanche would get through that. 
I know it's the tough hangover and everything like that, but I thought they would get through one series and then probably get beat by Edmonton somewhere along the way. I still think Edmonton comes out of the West. Now there's a game later tonight. Let's do what we did last week. Jason kept us up until about 2 a.m. with about three plays. So we have Edmonton going into Las Vegas, I believe, right, Jason? So yeah. where where's the lean here tonight? Because I need some late night action again. I'm I'm leaning toward the Oilers here. Um, I think they got out of that series. They didn't look the greatest, but they kind of figured some stuff out. And I thought Vegas didn't look all that great against Winnipeg. They kind of had a little bit of an advantage. Winnipeg ran out of guys there at the end of that series. Like, wasn't the team that scored a lot of goals to begin with, and they lost all their goal scorers. And uh, the styles just didn't match up really well. Winnipeg could never get uh, a grind physical game going with Vegas. Vegas just skated around them. And uh, this Oilers Vegas look to the over. This first game could be this could be really fun. This could be a seven six one, really easy. A lot of goal scores on both teams. Neither one's are great on defense. The goaltending for Vegas is going to be the difference in the series. The guy doesn't have the greatest pedigree. Oilers goaltending is a little soft too. But whoever has the best goaltender performance will probably win here. I think it's going to be the Oilers. All right. I want to jump to baseball in case there's any Central Time games that you guys have. So let's jump into baseball. Smitty, why don't you uh, why don't you start us off? Give us your thoughts. Do you have any plays that you want to get out real quick uh, for the live listeners? Uh, well, I did play a couple tonight. Um, any later games? Well, I gave out best bets. So my best bet tonight's the Baltimore Orioles against Kansas City, just because Kansas City's really bad and Granky's on the mound. Granky's not you know he's has, washed has not pitched very well again. Uh, coming into the week, I have some notes here. Kansas City. Uh, was one and twelve at home. Ooh. You know, Baltimore got down last night, came back, got the big win last night, playing extremely well right now. So I did get them this morning minus one fifty on the money line. I did also tonight. Um, I have Toronto in action right now. They're up one nothing. I did take them, and I did take this uh, White Sox. Really bad team. Do not like the White Sox at all. Pitching is not the greatest. Bullpen is really bad. And if you saw, did you see the play the other night? I that the guy hit a little dribbler back to the mound. And <laughs> I mean, we, I could have probably crawled down to first base quicker <laughs> than this guy ran down to first base. So the guy was hurt. I don't think he was, I just don't think he cared. And I think that's the whole situation there with in, you know, Chicago right now with the white Sox. But I take, I did take them the night because cease is coming back. He had really bad outing the last time. And sometimes I still think he's a really good arm. And I look at those guys sometimes to bounce back. So I did take a chance there. Last time I looked, it was 3-0. Yeah, 3 nothing right now. So I do have that. And then I did take one more. I did take the Angels tonight uh, against the Cardinals right now. I think the Cardinals are one of the biggest head scratchers out there. You know, they you look at their lineup. They have some, you know, they have Hall of Famers. They have stars in that lineup. And they're bad. They're in last. I think they're in last place in the Central there. So what's going on there? I just think there's issues. So I'm going to take a chance with the Angels there tonight. That's that's my plays tonight. They got a Zuzan committee, the Cardinals. Say it one more time. They got a Zuna, Marcelo Zuna. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two and eight in their last ten. Yeah. yeah. Starting pitching is not good. Yeah, they're Smitty, I like your I like your Angels play, but I also like the under in that with Otani and Nicholas going in that one. Hopefully it's like cooler weather. Ball ball might not jump as much tonight out there. That's seven and a half. I like the under on that one. I was just getting ready to say that. Another play, I'm looking at live 
minus two and a half runs for Chicago White Sox with Cecil on the mound, minus 135, doesn't seem too bad in my opinion. I mean, obviously he's in a bounce-back start. He's their ace. Uh, the Twins are on the road. I don't necessarily think the Twins' offense is explosive. Um, I think Chicago can hit well. I think, you know, the, obviously Cease gave them a lead. They should have some confidence at home. Now it's down to one, 115 for minus two and a half runs. I mean, is that not worth a live bet for like 20 bucks? You, you gotta sweat the White Sox bullpen. That's your only worries there. Uh, that's that true. Yeah, score. you are right about that. I guess I'm getting sucked <laughs> into the cease, but and the uh, bull, and, and the bullpen actually too. They'll keep them in it. And the bullpens are just brutal in a. But lot. that's league wide. Because I said that you know I came last week. One of my plays I gave out. I had a six-one lead with Texas. Texas against the Reds. Reds score seven. So what happened Monday night? I had the Yankees. Yankees are not playing well either. They had a big win yesterday. They had to come back. But two nothing cruising the entire game, and our old Bucko Clay Holmes comes in and uh, it just goes bad. So I'll tell you what, Aaron Boone, they better start winning, or I can see that guy out of there very, very fast there in New York. Yeah, I want to hey, real quick the Twins. The, the Twins to me seem to be like the new Central Division race. Like you can't kill them. Recently, their GM does a great job. They seem to know when to cut ties yeah. with players and and do it. Kind of on the cheap. I mean, they're not cheap. They have the new ballpark and everything, but they're under the radar pretty good. They're 17 to 13 in an easily winnable division. I, w- I wish I would have played a little futures on them to grab that division, but man, everybody was on Guardians out of the gate because we know the Tigers are pretty crappy, although I have a ticket on the Tigers over win total and I'm right on pace, so I'm not. Matty, I, br- I brought that up last week. Yeah, I, we I, talked futures last week. I said about right now looking at that division, like, who else are you going to take in that? And, you know, I, again, I had these stats Monday, 17 and 12 coming into Monday, the Twins. They were up by three and a half. You had Cleveland, like uh, Matt just said. I, You know, I've taken them enough. Like, I just don't see enough in Cleveland to hit the ball. Like, Josh Bell's hitting like 208. He's back to kind of being Josh Bell again. Um, then you have the Tigers. Now, the Tigers won game one. They were winning against uh, game two, but I mean, do you see really the Tigers going on a major run? I don't see no. it. Then you got the White Sox. Then you got Kansas. I mean, Kansas City's bad. I mean, that's a bad division, like you said. And I don't think that I don't think the Twins are this dynamite team that just can maybe win like ten in a row. I think their offense is um, not the best either. They do have a couple arms, but I mean, I yeah, jump on the Twins. We said that last week. I think they were plus 450, 400 nails. I mean, that's still maybe worth a couple that's, bucks because yeah, we just, I mean, we just laid it out. All the teams suck besides them. I mean, Cleveland can't hit, so kind of write them out. Chicago, they can hit, but the, if they don't get the bullpen straightened out, that's a zero. Kansas City's already lost, you know, so they're out. So you're in a three three horse race now. I don't think the White Sox have enough starting pitching either. I just don't yeah. think they're pitching the best either. I, I think the White Sox, after the start, are the classic team. Let's tear this tear this sucker down and and restart. I, I could mean, see. I think, well, they've been – we talked about it. For three years, they were title contenders, and now they're playing like yeah, one of the worst I, I teams. Think it's, I think it's time. Michael Kopech has never panned out for him. He's actually been brutal. Yeah. Robert seems to be that new lazy guy. He, he kind of reminds me of a, just a newer Yaziel Puig kind of. 
To be fair, he had hustled the day before, he said. So, you know, well, is that what he said? Um, <laughs> that's <laughs> terrible. That's asking a lot. If you have that's not. That's literally what he said. He told the media uh, he had hustled really hard the day before. He just had no hustle left. I'll it's tell like, you what, to our audience. That's not going to help. <laughs> look that up. If you have not seen that, you got to look that up. That guy, somebody on Twitter did one side by side. And they had Tony LaRusa last year coming out of the dugout to argue a call. And they had it. And Tony beat him to home plate to argue before he got down to first base. I mean, that uh, guy right yeah, there. The side by side. The side by side. And there was a lot of people that said, like, if they were the manager, like, that guy should have been cut or just sent down to the minors. Because they said that that's a disgrace. And it, it was bad. I mean, you were really well, hoping, think- like, he had a hamstring or something. But, I, you know, he didn't. Smitty, I'm pretty sure he got benched, and then I'm pretty sure when I checked the box score, I think they made a pinch run or pinch hit the following day. One of the two. Yeah. They, so maybe they're they're trying to send a message, but nah, I don't know. I, if I'm Chicago, just tear it down. Yeah, it's 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 not good there. You know, you know, I'll tell you a team that the Dodgers are one in the West. Big win again today. I think that's up to five in a row now. I still don't think it's the Dodgers that scared us so much like over the years because I know they have a couple guys hurt but they are right now starting to play well I know Arizona they got a win today I think too so they were up there Padres are a team still I think they lost last night they were up big today they just still haven't taken off yet they have so much in that offense that you think they will I mean that West could be wild but keep an eye on the Dodgers they're starting to play well Matt do you have any uh before we move on, any future talk? I know you missed last week. I mean, we just talked about the Twins. You're sitting on uh, – we kind of recapped our futures bets. What's your Detroit number, and where are you at pace-wise? Oh, man, I don't know the number off the top of my head. It's it's right around 70. So I, I'm The right Tigers were 70 wins? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think I think projected or I think everybody was on the Tigers yeah. to have a really good year, like uh, a lot better year, I think, in a way, like the – Pick it up you were right on pace. They were right on pace. All right, I'm looking good at mine. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm hoping for you. Uh, I have the A's as the worst team, so I actually need the Detroit Tigers to win. Uh, so that's well, good. I mean, I think I think, I think your A's bet. <laughs> I know it's super early in the year, but I think your A's bet is almost a lock. Although this, <laughs> I think this I think Kansas City, Kansas City team, yeah, right. they're sweating it. Yeah, they're starting to scare me because their pitching is absolutely atrocious. They have some good young players, but they have a really like, good uh, pitcher from Florida, Brady Singer, and I feel like he's being wasted. He goes, well, yeah, well, he's not going to get any support. No, so. no run support, they nothing. Need, they need to get rid of Sal Perez, get some pieces, and just build around Bobby Witt. I mean, send Perez to a contender. Yeah, I, I agree. The Royals, the Royals at home, their offense is forty-five percent below average. That's <laughs> insane. They were one in twelve coming in this week at home. That's yeah, bad. I mean, that wind must be blowing in. Maybe maybe the jet stream will change and you get them it's at off home that highway. Mighty, that's instant money. It is amazing yeah. how bad their numbers are. I mean, you had okay. So real quick, I had these stats down coming into the week. Kansas City one in twelve at home. You had Oakland. Three and twelve at home. The Nats were three and eleven coming in at home. They picked up a couple wins though. Reds. They won last night. Red. Yeah, they did. Uh, Reds were three and ten away. So just a couple things. Cardinals aren't very good away. They were five and eleven coming into the week. 
on that. So, you know, that Cardinals, I, I mean, that's the one that every day when I look at like to see the standings for the Pirates and everything, just I just that's a head scratcher. I mean, I'm just blown away that that team right now just cannot seem to win any games in a row with that lineup. And, you know, you look at their staff and it's, I mean, it shouldn't be that bad. I mean, I don't think so. They're going to go get a starting pitcher. There was a great article today by Eno Saris in The Athletic about how mediocre their starting pitching is, just as in general. Like, there's just no one, they can't get strikeouts, they can't get outs. It's just a bunch of grinders, basically fourth and fifth starters for a team that has really high expectations. Well, that's, so a, that's a great point. Make that's they a great point. I like that, what you just said there, maybe. Because if you do kind of look at their, you know, they're okay, but I, I that's a great point, Jason. They're like maybe starter three, starter four, maybe starter five. And they, sh- like you said, with an organization like that, they should have a lot more better guys in the rotation. That was a great point. All right, yeah, we got to go ahead. Go ahead. You, real quick, I was just going to say, so we're at the one-fifth mark, basically, in MLB. Just for people looking at futures, I have a ticket on Adley Rutschman to win MVP in the AL. Everybody just, how about everybody just give out a player you think out of the gate here has a shot to potentially win MVP? Ah, uh, man, I haven't even looked, I'll be honest, because I've been so deep in college baseball. Um, you, guys, you guys go, go ahead. Byron? No, no Brian Reynolds? He's cooled off. He's cooled off. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Give me uh, you guys. Think, give me I one. I think Pete Alonzo in the, in the NL. Yeah. I mean, he's just kind of running away with it, it seems like. I mean, now he's kind of turning into, I don't want to say Adam Dunn-esque. Like, he's, he's got a low average right now, high home run. Uh, his first couple years, he, he kind of was that 280, 290 hitter with the home runs. Uh, we're really starting to see that change. So that's his downfall. I mean, somebody... Even though he's got the high home runs, a low average, he could be caught pretty easily because of that. I just don't know. Anything. I don't know those those New York teams. Those people are going to go crazy here soon. Yeah, because the Yankees. I don't think. Well, they're they're, great. they're missing six starters. Met, Mets right now. Not you know if they drop a double header today to the Tigers. I mean, I'm not saying the season's over, but I'd be starting to get a little worried here. Yeah. All right, give me your NL Matt, and then we'll change topics if we don't have anything else on baseball. Uh, I'd probably go Ronald Acuna right now with the Braves. I think he's probably top of the list. Yeah, I, I think that's a safe bet. I, I don't, yeah, I don't know what his numbers are. I mean, I always like to look a little bit of a longer shot, but mm-hmm. I think he's probably first. Uh, Alonzo's probably up there just because the Mets have so many injuries. Uh, and Matt Chapman in the ALs are really He's killing player. it, yeah. But is he going to cool yeah. off? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's so early. You know, it's a shocker, and it's, Smitty said the Dodgers have been playing, I think, better than what we expected with all their losses. Max Muncy really drives their car right now, man, and he's playing really well. I think as he goes, they go. Well, that was kind of – he was kind of – when they were talking about keeping Trey Turner or not, a lot of the rumors kind of surrounded themselves around Max Muncy. Um, he's a good ball player. He's a good ball player. He's young. He's raw. I think if you kind of clean him up, polish him up, he he's is he the one hit the grand slam? Didn't he hit the grand slam today to win the game? You shut up. I'm just asking. I don't know. I just when that happened, I was walking in the studio, so I don't know. I'm just saying what I saw. Listen, that was not a rip on anything. I that was not a rip on anything. I I do have the Phillies under, just to let everybody know on here on air. I do have the Phillies total under. So that's a win then. 
Well, well listen, was, losses yeah. are wins in Smitty's eyes. It, it, it helps. No, I was just we were talking about him, and I thought he had the big hit today. Coincidence. That's all, that's all I was asking. Yeah, he about. has a big hit, all right. Okay, <laughs> okay. So. All right, let's – um because <laughs> I – their drifts is going to be so upset with us ripping on the Phillies again. I love it. Hey, I'm trying to defend them. It's tough. You're – you're taking on water, buddy, faster than you can uh, throw it out. That so That bullpen stinks. Well, you got your savior back today. He was two for two with a double and a single. I saw that, so we'll see. But, uh, Jason, why don't you – we're going to transition. we got about five minutes before the break. Let's let's talk a little Kentucky Derby, and then when we come back from the break, we'll kind of do the uh, the recap of the NFL draft because that will take a little more time than, than usual. Yeah, no. Um, been work grinding on the Derby here the last two days. Um you know, I think Forte is the kind of the horse that you're going to hear as the favorite. I don't really think there's a favorite in this field. I think there's about five or six horses that could win. Um, you know, it's just that whole transition to the Derby. These are lightly raced horses. You don't get to see them a lot. So I would highly advise going on YouTube, look at NBC Sports. You can see all the prep races and kind of get a, a sense for a horse that you're going to like. Um, went through a couple horses that I really like, at least want to get in. Uh, practical, uh, where's he at? Practical move, ten ran a really good Santa Anita. Uh, basically <laughs> held position the whole time. Uh, has the speed to win there, so I would keep him in anything. Mage is a horse that Maddie and I both like. Um, only three races, really good pedigree. Looks like you know really good numbers in the first three races with speed. So there's a chance that horse could bust out on this one as well. And then uh, Tappet Trice is a horse, really good breeding. A little scary though. This horse loves to drop back. <laughs> and you can't really do that in a 20 horse field. No. He's going to have some speed right in front of him. He's going to have two stalkers right in front of him. So his jockey, it's, it's paramount that he keeps him clean. If he does, he can come out of nowhere and win this race. He like absolutely did that last race. Just, and you can see the speed he has, the talent he has. But like I said, he's a little bit of a flighty horse, gets it from his mom. She was also pretty temperamental. Um, so I think those are the three names to definitely keep in mind. The long shot, which is what everybody always loves. I don't know if I want this horse to win, but I definitely think you can get it in like a trifecta or exacta is Lord Miles. Um, won the wood is a 59 to one shot. Usually I would write that horse off as a, that was your one day in the sun. Did a little deeper dig. Curlin is his dad. Curlin was a fantastic horse, uh, two-time horse of the year. Raced and won a ton of races as a four-year-old. It got better as he got older. And uh, this horse basically, if you can figure out the middle of the race, can win. Like, really good at the beginning, kind of fit, loses interest or whatever, but comes on really hot at the end. Has a good late closer speed that you want for the Derby. So, he's going off a 30-1. to 1. He's definitely going to add some value to whatever exotics you play. Matt, do you have anything? Yeah, I love that mage horse. Um, I think you have to get him in every kind of trifecta, superfecta, whatever you want, box it. I haven't found the sleeper yet. I, I probably will lean, I think it's Angel of Empire. He's not really a sleeper, but a little bit down the board. I do like two fills as well at 12 to 1. I'm probably going to put him in some stuff. Uh, Jason, real quick. I mean, we always hear the, the rumors and the the history on the one horse. Never wins. Do we immediately throw him out of everything as usual, or is that horse actually a potential long shot at 30 to 1? It's it's a good horse. I mean, yeah. it's a New York horse though, so it's it's kind of lacking in speed. Uh, I always find the New York horses that's their biggest issue. Is that they usually don't have the top end speed to hang with the California and uh, Florida horses. This guy's kind of right in that mold of the Wood Winner, where he's kind of mature early, and I just don't think he has enough to get out of there. So it's not your typical like good horse hidden on the pole. It's it's just it's a legitimate thirty to one horse. Um, 
But, you know, I don't care how he gets out of that. There is some speed to his right who might clear out some space for him. But it's like I said, it's up to Manny Franco's jockey to kind of figure out how he's going to approach it. But I don't think he has enough speed to kind of be as tactical as he has to be from that position. Is Baffert still suspended, Bob Baffert? Yes. Okay. I don't know if he's suspended, but he's not going to be there. It, yeah, I guess my my question is, is can he enter a horse? Don't think he can. That's, I don't okay. know. All right. Because I was going to ask you, who who is he entering through? Because I don't see Bob Baffert sitting on the sidelines playing uh, legally by any means. There's a puppet master somewhere. 100%. I didn't yeah, know if maybe there was a leaked story. We'd have to dig into his inner circle and see which one of these other owners and him are pretty tight. I'll be, I mean, it's worth a look. Jason, who's the Japanese horse coming over again? What's the name? Derma. Derma Sotogaki. Derma Sotogaki. Yeah. Okay. And uh, there's a 20 horse, Continuar, also a Japanese horse. Little less pedigree than a Derma, but um, still pretty good. Like it's, it's pretty clever. They've really been uh, because Derma's really been Derma's been dominating everything. Correct. He yeah. has, but it's kind of a question of like what has she gone up against. And he looks like your typical Japanese horse, where a lot of speed, but not sure about the endurance. Do they run this length yeah. over there? Yeah, well, the, he just, the UAE Derby was basically the same length as uh, the prep races that these horses have been running. So it's it's pretty similar from that perspective. Okay. No one has made that transition from the UAE Derby to the Kentucky Derby. It's a little bit of a tight window. It's tough for the horse to get uh, kind of acclimated back into the Kentucky weather and Kentucky. Uh, just feel the track and like no one is really, I don't think anyone's even hit the board uh, from that. And there's some really high end horses that have uh, come over. Dude, technically before the break, I, I believe I heard or read that none of these horses have technically ran the mile and a quarter. I think they've all gone. I think some of them gone the mile and an eighth and that's it. So technically probably not. They have not run this. But No one has. This is yeah. definitely one of the tricks. Yeah, the yeah. Derby, but this is the longest race they'll run at this point. Yep. That's interesting. That's yeah. All right, we um, yeah we'll we'll go to the break and then we'll um, we'll break down the draft, just our thoughts, and then once we uh, kind of go through that, we'll talk a little bit as a perfect segue into next week's show. We'll talk a little XFL recap. I know uh, Smitty's a big loser. I am, I am, but I'm not better. I'm not better. We actually we got a couple minutes. Um, we'll come right back. We'll come right back with Arlington this in two weeks. <laughs> we got another minute before the break, so we'll, uh, I'm glad I didn't take that that White Sox yeah, minus three, two three. and a half. It's already three to hey, three. Hey, I want to. Can I give out something? Real let's quick? throw college baseball. Like well, let's do I, two can, minutes. Can I do real quick something NBA? Because I don't want to run out NBA. Do we have a second for NBA for a break? Yeah, like uh, a minute. Okay, real fast yeah. here. So. Uh, I know Matt's team, big win against Boston the other night. He's a big Sixers guy, so they, game two is tonight. I did play the over 217, so just keep an eye. I just want to give the audience, just keep an eye on the over in this because, you know, Boston's been a team that in years past, they think it's a very tough defensive team, but they're a little leaky now. Um, game one uh, in their first, they've given up – Total points, 211, 225, 252, 250, 236, 248. And it was, I think, a high-scoring game, uh, 234 in this first game against Philly. So they 
with the Hawks and then the first game in the Philly series, a lot of points being scored there. So just keep an eye for our audience. I just wanted to get this out. I played the, I got it at uh, over 217 tonight. Keep an eye. I think these teams are going to score a lot. So just keep an eye on the over under and maybe take the over in this series coming up. Smitty, I, I hate the burst your bubble. I, just because I'm a Sixers guy, uh, the line is down to two fourteen and a half. Uh oh. Uh, they're they're going to they're going to really slow it down with them being back. They're not going to try to make him hustle up and down the court. Get I it, hate to I hate to say it. Get, 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 get it going. Get it going. Get it going. Let's go. <laughs> I I don't want him in major. Yeah. Hey, here's the thing. He might play a little bit, or he might be out again. I I like. I mean, hey, if I'm a loser, I'm a loser. No, that's a great point. If he's in, they I I think you're right. He they might slow it down. So. Yeah, I, I'm he's gonna, definitely in. I think they're going to try to get him 20 to 25 minutes, they said, so we'll see. Okay, I'm just saying Boston, that defense is not the old Boston defense from a year ago, man. Very leaky. They give up a lot of points, man. You're you're right, and Marcus, uh, people don't know, I don't think Marcus Smart is uh, playing tonight either. Who's their best defender? That's game changer. Yeah. All right, boys, we're going to head to a break. We'll come back with, uh, with, like I said, the NFL draft recap and then a little XFL. Hey, the guys are back. No book wagering. Lot of hey, last week was fantastic. We had the NFL draft, and that's one of the favorite things we like. I know my bets. Uh, I lost some tough ones, man. Richardson was my hardest one there, right? I had over four and a half, and he went pick four, so that was very tough. But uh, overall, let's discuss. The draft, who is the winners? Who are the losers? Q, what do you think about the NFL draft? Well, first thing, I think they need to shorten the picks, and I think the first pick when they open the draft should be announced. I think that's the 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 loser. I think the fans are the losers for that. It's it's getting too drawn out, in my opinion. The winners, um, oh, and then real quick, 10 seconds. I like that they did the UVA tribute to those three. I thought that was very classy. I thought Goodell was very unclassy about it. Pretty much said, hey, sorry for your loss. Take a picture. I didn't like that. I didn't feel like he was genuine in it, so I'll call him out for that. Outside of that, I'll tell you, man, I, I thought, and I'll go off of the local team, I thought the commanders were questionable in who they picked. I thought the Steelers did really well. They're kind of the local teams. And I wasn't hateful on the Ravens either. In term, Outside of them, the Lions probably, I thought, had a pretty decent draft. Because they locked, what, Gonzalez? And then an... Uh, no, they got Gibbs in the first. They got Gibbs. Or Gibbs, Gibbs, I'm sorry. I knew it was a G. Uh, Gibbs, but they had two picks, if I'm not mistaken. They yeah. Picked, yeah, who was their first pick? Because Gibbs was a second. They moved up to get him. Uh, no, Gibbs was first. Gibbs yeah, was Gibbs, first at 12. 12 Gibbs yep. was 12. And then they drafted the linebacker from Iowa. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was getting them flip-flop. I thought they had a good draft. And I'll tell you, one thing I did say, I said those running backs were going to go. Now, did I think Gibbs was going to go 12? <laughs> no, nobody did. No, I did not. I had him to the <laughs> Bengals. I needed it late there with the Bengals. There, nobody but, uh, did. Uh, you know, I thought Detroit did okay. I I kind of wanted a little bit more defense um, in certain spots with the lines here. Um I'll go really fast here. Um, I thought the Steelers did well, and I've been critical over the years with the Steelers. I thought they did really well. I think Jason had a good text. Finally, we have maybe a GM that's kind of into it now and maybe doing the right decisions. I thought the Ste- I was very happy with the Steelers. I thought great draft. I'm excited for the season. I thought they were playing really well at the end. Can I say one thing though? 
can we get rid of these people that come on and they're trying to do a WWE like spot? Man, I was talking to Dr. Brent and I mean, these people, it's like an influencer, a YouTuber, and then they come on there and they're trying to be Ric Flair from 1986. And it's like, all right, listen, Pat McAfee did that and it was great couple years ago now it's like everyone's trying to do it and they try to updo each other and then half of them are just really bad and it's like can you just announce the pick like i don't care i don't want to hear your they're go, desperate man they're go, go in the go in the mirror and do your road warriors and, and you know your promo that you did and uh, and move on and do the pick there but uh you know, there were some, you know, some winners, some losers. I feel bad, you know, our guy out of Kentucky, which you two called it last week and said he was going to maybe fall, maybe out of the first round. Can I interrupt real quick, though, on that? Is he really, is that really a drop, though? Like, I think he was over um, hyped. I think he was actually incorrectly graded. So I think where he landed was accurate like i if he was fairly graded and not overhyped he's not oh he, this isn't a drop this is exactly where will levis should have went in my opinion well i think the so drop, why did he one why did he get overhyped and two i don't think it's a drop i think it was the drop where the uh, let me say the maybe a rumor there that you know that's it's hard to yeah come it, into it, it was you, on reddit you hear well no there was other people q that had him three they had him well yeah they had but them, they had him in their mocks going there <laughs> So it's hard. And then you hear, then you see like the gambling lines and it's like, you know, it's him going towards maybe the first or second. And I never thought he was going to be the first pick. I, I, I personally, but the thing is after those first so many picks, the teams, they, they don't need they, a quarterback. They don't need a quarterback. So of course then he's going to drop. So, I mean, that happens. I wish they would. I, and, I, and then I'm done here. I'll let you guys go. I wish those guys would have stuck around though. I don't like how they left. I mean, if you're there, stay. I I think it's a bad look. It's a show, man. I, I said to Dr. Brent, I, I think, you know, I think Porter Jr. was even there, and then he went home. Uh, Will went home. Stay there and do the next night. You're going to get picked. It just, uh, to me, character-wise, it's like, okay, I'm going to go home now. Well, you're there. I'm sorry it didn't go well. Sh show a little, you know, toughness. Hey, I didn't get picked. I'm you. All these teams that overlooked me now i'm going to come in and i'm going to do great that's just my two thoughts on it well, but if, if you're will levis i totally understand why you went home because you basically became like a sideshow the whole first oh, round. oh they i mean like, he was primetime tv yeah so you know he, there's no way he was going to have the potential to do that again you know that reminded <laughs> me of aaron Rodgers. was he primetime yeah. tv or was his girlfriend well <laughs> I, I, she was nighttime tv pretty <laughs> well, so. she uh, no i mean it, it reminded me of aaron Rodgers. i remember that every pick they were going to him and you could just see the steam building on aaron and uh, it kind of it immediately reminded me of that and uh yeah. you feel bad for a guy like that you know obviously he's been told one thing and then he's dropping and you know he's frustrated you know he's getting calls from people well, hey what's going on text his agents trying to figure it out like i get there it's kind of like when uh john daly you know he was having the withdrawals when he was playing and they couldn't get the camera off him they, they we're all humans they've got to give some amount of respect i know it's your job to produce a good thing but at the end of the day like the guy's a real live human give him a break a little bit Thank you. I'm, I'm going to go different. I don't feel bad for him. I mean, <laughs> he is cocky, but I do feel bad in that situation. I don't. Uh, if 
just wa- just get off the camera for a while. Go for a walk. True. Uh, you know something's wrong. Get out of there. Go take a walk. I'm with Smitty, though. Don't leave. Brian Branch was the only guy who stuck around. I give him props. Porter, Porter did leave. He was crying on his dad's shoulder. Use this as motivation, et cetera. Blah, blah. I don't feel bad. You guys got you, you got your whole life set up in front of you. You're, you got had the best food and the party thrown for you of your life. Stick around. Tough it out like Branch. Hear your name called. That's what you've worked your whole life for. And then you got to read the benefits going forward. But sure, use it as motivation. Yeah, I, I mean, I do feel bad for the kid. Don't get me wrong, but I stick it out. You brought it upon yourself with your banana eating, peel on, and coffee drinking with the mayo and yeah. all the hype and it just uh, yeah. Uh, you know what? And, and keep the girl in red on on camera. <laughs> or, or the other two. I mean, I would have to say, were they? Nah, that's were they the I don't want to cross that line. Well, can we get her? I, we're going to ask her. Listen, I'm going to cross the line. I'll cross the line for a second. I don't care. I mean, his sisters were good looking. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to sound like a creepy old man here if they were like, I mean, I think they are above age, so we can say they were good looking girls. I mean, his girlfriends, <laughs> they were good looking too, so I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> listen, get get that girl on. Get her name. We're going to ask for an interview. We got a slot Oh, they said, what up. did they say? Her, uh, She posted uh, on TikTok, I think. You know, in her dress that she was there, and I mean, she got like a million. Oh, views she's or she's just as famous, she's, if she's, not more than she's him. probably more. Famous yeah, now absolutely. Than he is so. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, there was there one one team I kind of wanted just to get your opinion. Was it worth it? Was so the Texans obviously take C.J. Stroud at two. They make a major trade to move up to three, uh, and then take uh, Will Anderson. Was that war? Do you think Will Anderson grades out to be worth uh, what they gave up, or was that a little too aggressive? Like, what's your thoughts there? Did they make the right move? What's your overall thoughts um matt we'll start with you and then we'll go to jason i I think technically they made the right move in their mind i think as us being people who are going to grade and pick everything apart i don't think they did make the right move i think it's a splash it's not a big enough splash but it's what the new head coach wants and he's going to get his guys yeah and i mean he start from scratch so domingo ryan is getting his quarterback his defender cornerstone to to build on so he doesn't have any excuses. I mean, he's got probably a five-year deal, and he's got a long road ahead of him. But I think it's the right move. Sure, they may have given up just a little too much. They can still trade guys in the offseason here, and they could potentially be the top pick again next year, depending on how it goes. I think that's the problem is that, you know, there's a good chance that that's a really good pick next year, and you just gave it up before a defensive end. Like, it just it, it really didn't match the uh, the value. If you were like going up to get I don't know second quarterback something like that, I guess that so you wouldn't do that. But um, I think that's the biggest question. That's a really high bust position at edge, and you just gave up a, a first rounder next year that could be a really good first rounder and a third rounder next year, which could be basically like a number two. That's just a really high price. And kind of we watched the draft, Maddie, in the casino. We had no idea what they'd given up at that point for that. We just knew that mm-hmm. they did it. I just I, it probably deserve a little more heat, but Texans. But, I mean, I know they do have a lot of draft capital built up, but maybe they just feel like they just have too much to get through and they're just going to put themselves in a bad cap situation before they even get good. But it did seem like a bit of an overpay. And, like I said, it's a position that can really bust even Willie Anderson as good as he was in college. Matty, real quick, because you're a Commanders fan too. Were you high on the first pick? No. no. I don't think anybody was. Because, you know, they every everything – Oh, real quick, Matty, because – Gonzalez was still there and a lot of people were higher on him. And you know, a lot of these shows and a lot of people have come out and said, how quick did it take for new England 
to get that pick in. I mean, that was like six seconds and that pick was in. So go ahead, Matty. So I am super disappointed in their entire draft. I, I don't think they really addressed anything, period. It, it It's kind of depressing to watch the Eagles go out and kill it. I think the Giants had a great draft. Uh, Dallas didn't do anything great. They didn't hurt themselves. But, okay, so we draft Emmanuel Forbes, who grades out well, and he's a ball hawk and this and that. But he is 166 pounds. And we were talking on text. I mean, if that guy's lined up, I'm putting my biggest wide receiver on his side every game, and I'm going to run the ball over there with a tight end and just smash over there for five yards of carry. I, I don't get it. Um, I I know they said that was their guy. I even saw a clip of Rivera calling him right away. Hey, we wanted you the whole time. I don't think they thought Christian Gonzalez would ever get there, and I think they balked. Uh, how, how do you not draft that guy with a pedigree who's going top – reportedly top six at one point he was mentioned as the top overall defender to go so i think it was just a fail i think their whole draft was kind of ho-hum and the other thing is they didn't get a backup quarterback out of this draft they didn't take one late who's backing up sam howell i was going to ask you the same question who who are they going to go with backing him up i mean you let heineke go he chases more money they don't have an answer mason rudolph okay Got it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, why not draft Will Levis at that point? He's got a better arm than Mason Rudolph. Well, I think it's so why not trade up? Why not trade up? Why not trade up and get Hendon Hooker at, at round three? I, I'm not a Hendon Hooker guy. I don't know. Either. Uh, me either, by any means, and and don't get me wrong, but you have to have a plan going in here. I don't know who they're. I'm going to look at their depth chart right now and see who their backup quarterback. Is. Do we think the enemy had any uh, authority or influence on these picks? Can I, can I can I ask because they brought him in, and this could be the last year for Rivera. Oh, I think this is the enemy's prove a year, and then they're going to upgrade him to I, a head I mean, coach. I mean, okay, so let's just say this. Let's say it's a disaster, and let's say the offense is really bad. And they and then they get rid of, they get rid of Rivera, and let's say the offense does nothing. Are you promoting him in? No. So no, can he'll, I? He'll can, be, okay. So can I ask why in the world did the guy come here? He, he's I think he's an offensive coordinator. He like I said, no one believes he's the guy pulling the strings in Kansas City. I guess that has there. to be it. Has to be. I seriously so, think that there is a backstory that he's going to get the job. I, I've said that I think too. That's the script. Yeah, but I think I that's the script. I I, I've said that, but too. I don't even. Th I think if they go average, if they have the similar year that they did this year, he's getting the job. That's, that's definitely possible. I mean, well, and, and I believe when you look at sorry, Matt, when you look I saw at the a team total, so I think I saw a team total wins already for these guys at six and a half, which is a downgrade from this this prior year. Your backup, so you have Sam Howell, unproven, going to be your starter. Jacoby Brissett is your backup. Oh, that's right. There's, there's the yeah. There you go. Brissett can okay. win a game, okay though. He's one of the best yeah. sneakers in the game. Fourth and one, the guy gets a first down, everybody. Yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> Look at the numbers. They have, but, Matt, they have the pieces on paper offensively to eke out seven wins. Yeah. Who's their left tackle? Oh. Well, okay. I should say weapons. They have the weapons. Okay. Who's their tight end? They run a committee. Okay, I mean, but, who's, who's, but they have two good receivers. Yeah. They've got 
McKissick coming back. They've got Gibson in a kind of prove-it year. Like, they're not horrid. Who's their two wide receivers? Ten man. McLaurin and Dotson. And then oh, okay, Dotson. I Chris, I mean, Samuel, he played decent at the end of the year. Curtis Samuel actually did pretty decent. He stayed yeah. healthy. So the only thing you I have, have options to get seven. The only thing I see with that, like Matt said, Philly's going to, Philly's just, Philly's so good. Philly got so much better in the draft. The Giants, I thought, improved a lot. Like, I thought they had a good draft and they made the playoffs last year. Um, I just, I don't see But I think that. they could win. I, they're they're going to go zero and two against Philly. I, I, I think they could think potentially six, go one and one against think, New York. I think six and six wins, seven wins, top, in my opinion. Yeah, already. I, one one good thing they did do, Q. They needed a center. They yeah, got they a got center. it. But without a left tackle, but they said he's kind of raw. So that's okay. He's a rogue. He's a mauler. Just put him in there. Let him do his thing. Yeah. And I guess he's like Iron Man. He won't. Well, uh, I'm probably going to jinx him. He probably won't miss games. And it's going to be learned, but I will uh, say this, and when I say questionable, I don't think Emmanuel Forbes was the right pick, but I think the position was the right pick. So, baby steps, Matt. We at least drafted. I say we like I'm on the team. We at least drafted the right position this time of what was needed. Well, I think they said they said it on the junkies today, and this was a great point. They're they're really they're really hoping this D line stays is good. And, you know, Chase comes back and, you know, he can play and they can get to you. And then that can maybe get some wins, I guess. I don't know. I, again, listen, I, I thought Sam Howe should have started more games last year for him. I think he should have got some more snaps. If this is the direction, you could have got three, four, maybe five games under him. Then you now would be leading into it going, hey, he got four or five games. Let's see where he's going to go. He got one game. So that was that was the issue. And that's a lot of things that I said last year about this team. Well, I think they should have kept Heineke in there and let him lose that playoff spot instead of trying to bring in, uh, after the same frame game, they bring in Carson Wentz. I didn't think that was the right move. If you're going to bring in Carson Wentz, like you said, bring in Sam Howe. If you're going to still fight for that wild card spot, they should have let Heineke either get it or not, and then you move on from them, or you decide what you're going to do from them from that point well, on. It was bad. I think it was mismanagement. It was a bad look, and that's why he's on the hot yeah. seat, and he's probably not going to hey. be there after the year. Let's let's segue this. So since we, you, you and I got our talk in, let, let these two. Yeah, you so guys. How excited, yeah, how excited are you two about the Steelers draft? I'm very excited about the Steelers draft. I thought you drafted well. I mean, I really like the offensive line guy. Which was a need. I Porter, I like. The only thing, he's a little handsy, so they're going to have to teach a little bit of technique there. I like the, you know, and I will say this. I was on the phone with Dr. Brandon. We were talking about, you know, in the round two, uh, the Notre Dame tight end was there, and all these people were, oh, they got to get, they got to get him. And I'm like, well, we have a tight end, and we have a backup. Gentry's not a bad backup. Now, the guy they got from Georgia – He's like another offensive line. So where's the direction of this team? Well, you you can see what the direction they're of this just team run. is. They're, they want to pound the ball, and they want to throw at times here. But they're, it's not a team. They don't want Kenny Pickett throwing the ball 50 times. I think they're going back to Bettis ball. Well, that'd be fine with me. <laughs> I, don't mind, I don't mind a 50-50 a little bit. I, I mean, you see it. Like you just said, they're building the, the offensive line, and where, they're going where, with blocking where, tight end. Where are teams good in the NFL? 
Offensive line, defensive line. I've been saying it for years. You know who was good last year was the Philadelphia Eagles. You know why they were good? They had a good defensive line. They had a great offensive line. Matt said it in the middle of the season. When did they struggle? Well, they struggled when their offensive line got nicked up and they didn't have depth. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. Okay. And you know, I, I'll well, they, say. They tighten that up okay, here's this draft. Here, here's my draft rant, okay, <laughs> talking to Dr. Brand. We said some of these teams, it's a head scratcher, and you're like, why they draft this guy? It's fantasy football. These teams are scoring points already, and they're like, let's go get another weapon. Well, why? Your defense gives up 28, 35 <laughs> points a game. Can, did you ever talk about addressing the defense? You know, I'm sorry. The Vikings, I came out about the Vikings. They took the kid out of uh, Pitt and USC, the wide receiver, um, Addison. Addison. Their defense can't stop anybody. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, the problem is, the problem is when you look at these drafts, and like you just said, they're picking weapons. I, it's Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid are changing the game. I mean, Jalen Hurts is changing the game in the style of play. It's who can score. It's a college game now. But I, it's who can score more. Defenses, they're not worried about a twenty to seventeen win anymore. It's an offensive. But I think deep down in late in the season again. It matters. Philly did score, but Philly could stop teams too at times. I mean, they really could. And I still think that's a big thing. You got to control the ball and you got to be able to make stops to go far in the playoffs. And again, when you look at Kansas City, why are they always good? They just have one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Well, I also think they know in a draft. They've also, yeah, they've also rebuilt that entire offensive line after they got pummeled by Tampa Bay. Like, that next offseason, there was no – it was like the first day of the offseason. They are already making moves and getting that addressed, and they addressed oh. it really quickly. Okay, so meet, that's what I think we saw this, meet the needs of the – But they, they the also have good late grading in the draft. I mean, look at – Always. They get rid of Tyree Kill, and then they bring in this guy named Pacheco, who is incredible. Then, I mean, Travis Kelsey was kicked off Cincinnati's football team, brought back on. You know, he wasn't a first-round pick, and he's – well, look and for all your, pro, look, like they're so good at scouting. Look for your needs, then yeah, what Jason's more or less saying, and they that's and that's a smart organization. Then. Yeah, for sure. That's what I say. That's a smart sure. organization. These teams that you don't think they really need an off like a wide receiver. You know, I'll give you. It was a team like the Colts back in the day when they had Andrew Luck, and every year they had no offense line, and Andrew Luck was just getting beat up every year. And every draft, what did they do? Hey, let's go get a tight end. Let's go get a wide receiver. Hey, your quarterback's laying on the field, and you wanted <laughs> to go. You wanted to go. Hey, we got a crystal ball. He's going to be retired here in another year. And they go, No, no, he's not. Well, yeah, he is. So, I mean, it's just. I mean, that's that's my rant. That's my rant on the draft. Some of those teams. No, I mean, the we Chiefs just are a great example of that because the Chiefs started three rookies at corner last year uh, in a late season game because they felt confident with the guys they had drafted. So, no, there's definitely teams that handle this far better than others. Uh, the Lions got kind of ripped on for taking the guys they wanted in the first round. And, you know, they, they followed it up with some good picks after that. But you can kind of, they didn't want to play the value game. They said, these are the guys we want. So that, that's kind of an interesting perspective on it. You got to respect it. Teams, yeah. But it is interesting when you see teams that clearly have a need. And obviously they're following their board. And the wide receivers rated way above the defensive tackle they really need. And they'll go get the wide receiver. And you kind of question, well, Okay, now you have no space really in your wide receiver group, and teams are still going to gas you with the run game. <laughs> like, you know, some of these teams don't balance needs and uh, scouting as well as others do. And then the ones who do it are always in it because they can manage their cap, because they're bringing in guys, they're not signing guys off the street at market prices, 
and uh, that's why they're always good. And like, there's a it's the weirdest thing. The NFL is the fairest set setup with regard to revenues and salary and everything. Yet, if you really look at the NFL, it's probably like the most unbalanced of all the sports somehow. Like there's always like the same ten teams that are good, the same ten teams that suck, and kind of all the ones that are in the middle. And it's really weird how that sets up that way. All right, Matt, why don't you close us out on NFL draft if you have any thoughts, and then we'll segue into XFL. No, I'm good. I actually, I think the best teams to kill the draft were Philly, the Steelers. I think the New York Giants had a really good draft and addressed a lot of needs. And it pains me to say it because you, Washington, definitely fourth fiddle in that division. Yeah. No, oh, no for, sure, for sure. It. Did you say Philly or the just, Georgia Eagles? I missed that. Well, it should just be the SEC. Well, I think Dallas. Their first two. I, I think Dallas's first two picks were Michigan guys. So. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Okay, now. Uh, I like what Seattle did. I think Pete Carroll and that GM are doing a really good job up there. That's a good young team. Yeah. I think if they find somebody to get get behind Geno and maybe build forward, that's a team to look out for for about a half a decade. And I do. I think the Lions did well. I hate their two. I don't hate their first two picks. I just don't think they were correct. In their picks is all it is. And I'm not going to ding them for it because I think they killed it after that. So those are my five winners. And my my loser is undoubtedly Washington. I hate to say it. I actually think the Jets did a did a really piss-poor job drafting this year, though, too. I don't think they helped Rodgers out at all. No, I think their focus was on Rodgers. So I think that's part of it. But we move on to the XFL. Smitty, do you want to talk about how uh, – the yeah. Seattle team yeah, has lost I, now three yeah, I, straight to D.C.? Yeah, I will. I absolutely will because I run my mouth a lot on the show. And when I win, I like to talk about it. And when I lose, I got to talk about it also. You know, real quick, I did watch a little bit of the first half. Uh, it was 9-9. And I did, I started, I think I went in we were gripping and ripping whatever Matt says with some baseball cards and some football <laughs> cards. And I missed the second, second half there a little bit. And we were doing some videos on that. So, you know, you just can't Danucci. I thought played a pretty good game, 31 and 48, 295, three touchdowns. Hey, they had him there. They were turning the ball over. They had DC on the ropes. They couldn't, they just couldn't take advantage early. DC came out in the third quarter, I think through 17 on the board here. Um, so, no, it's fourteen nothing. Sorry, my my great um, C plus handwriting. Um, I I lost my mind. Yeah, there it is. Um, but I thought it was a good game. You know, DC is just a fantastic game. I They're thought so Seattle dominant. was gonna. I thought Seattle was gonna get them. You know, the fourth quarter was close, but they just were too far behind here. So, I mean, hey, hats off to DC. They're in the championship game, and uh, you know, I picked the wrong team. I did take the minus six and a half. Jason, we kind of ate crow when we broke it down uh, last week. So we we really talked on how Danucci throws picks. I think he had 16 or 17 on the season. And I'm watching the game. I've got like six games going on. I got some college baseball. I throw that on. And then I see Jordan Tayami throw two picks and Danucci none. So I just think it's ironic that we harped on Danucci. The game's going to come down to Danucci throwing picks. Tayamu throws two, and they obviously win by 16. I cover my bet. Did you did you end up hedging that? Yeah, I did. I took I took a DC money line. I had the future on Seattle. I thought I was like I was actually thinking I made a bad play there because I thought Seattle had momentum there in the second quarter when Tayami threw the two picks. They didn't really cash in though, and I thought the weather kind of was an advantage to Seattle as well because the soft field they were playing DC was playing a little more zone than they usually do because I think they were worried about giving up a slip and fall yeah. play. But uh, 
Now, D.C. is a better team. You know, they, they led a good part of the first two games that they played, and Seattle made rallies in both of those to make them close, and this time they just didn't have it. I'm just thinking, do you think Arlington has any chance in this game on uh, Sunday? Well, we didn't think they had a chance. Yeah, yeah, I mean, at this point, I didn't think that they would score. I mean, I talked about how Bob Stoops is anemically coaching right now, and then they put up 26 against a Houston team that typically had no problem scoring. And so that was surprising. Well, I do think they have a chance, and I'll say why. I mean, it's a home game for them. Now, San Antonio to Houston this week, but I'm not concerned with it. And then they have two of the best receivers. So... I just and then it, to me they have the best defensive coordinator I think uh, and that guy that I was talking about last it was DJ Swearinger they picked him up so uh, I couldn't couldn't get the name out of my uh, my head last week to save my life they're just so much better than every team defensively I don't know whether Houston being at home sorry not Houston uh, Arlington Renegades being at home is going to matter I just I think Greg Williams preparation is just so spot on I mean they the defense kept them in the game in the first half. They were making timely sacks on third downs. They were, you know, pressuring at the right times. I don't know if anybody in that league can really overcome. I, I think if DC goes down there with any sort of effort, I think I wouldn't say breeze through, but I don't see why they're not going to. They're going to be the favorites. I don't see why they don't cover. They're just so much better. I, would, I, was, I was shocked the line six and a half. I thought it would be close to eight and a half, nine. Yeah, I did too. I mean. I think that's good value on DC. I think so I, I as well. I do not see Arlington being a problem for them because Arlington's solid on the lines. I guess that's where books are thinking is that they'll shut down the run game some. But you know we've seen DC be able to counter that. Like you said, they have the, the receivers who can get the one on ones on the outside, and like I said, they're dynamic playmakers. It's not a real good passing offense, but they make plays, and uh, I, I think it's going to be the difference. I think it's a, that would be that's easy money. I think at minus six and a half. I think Perez. The only thing Perez is a guy that's been around, had a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. You know, 289, three touchdowns. Smith, the running back, 24 carries, 94 yards. They can do that. Like you said, lines aren't bad. The thing with, I think, D.C. in this game, keep an eye on, I like the double quarterback. Kane only, I think, was four or five. But again, you know, I think you're in a dome here. You're not going to have the elements. It was rainy down here the other day. You sprinkle that in with D.C. a little bit. I I think D.C. is just the better team also. Yeah, I really like that play. Uh, Arlington just... You mentioned Perez. They've definitely been better since he's been there. Houston has kind of took a turn for the worst the second half of the year and never really came out of it, and uh, they showed that on Saturday. Matt? Uh, uh, Perez is the key there. Um, I, I I don't know if your sports books offer like his passing yards over, but that's the play I would look at. I, man, I haven't touched these games all year. I'm more interested to see our guest next week who we'll get into real quick, but it, I don't have a play. I just, uh, Q, I think we said it all year, all the whole time. It's DC all the way. I, I, yeah. I think they're a team to beat. I think, I do think they're going to have motivation because it's outside of like the McMahon era. It's the first, you know, it's the inaugural championship game. These guys are going to be hyped yeah. up. So it, and it will be interesting. And they're, they're going to have more fans than major Teddy and the commanders. They probably will. Hey, it's first time. First time in thirty years, a DC football team has played for a title, so they got something to play for. <laughs> it's it's good for the city. It's good. I I hope this league. Um, I, I was telling people, I really think it has a good shot to to last. Uh, I don't think absolutely. I don't think the USFL starting right now has. I think that's going to fold. I just don't see how they can compete with the XFL. I thought it was very well done. I think the deal with ESPN puts them over the top. I thought the games were competitive. I thought they weren't boring. Um, 
the scheduling was nice. You had a little bit of Sunday night action. You had Monday night. You had a Thursday night. They To me, they balanced it out very, very well. You didn't have to worry about 16 teams, you know, eight teams, 10 weeks. I thought it was great. I thought it worked out. So I really hope the league works out. I think it will. I think the USFL should essentially, in my opinion, cancel. Like, it's not even worth Save your money because I think you're going to lose money. Um, but that brings us into next week. So we are... I don't want to. I don't want to officially say he's coming on, but we're we're uh, we're looking pretty good. Uh, bringing on the senior vice president of the XFL, Doug Whaley. So that'll be interesting. Get to talk with him. Uh, you know, maybe a little GM talk. Kind of how he got involved with the XFL, what his role is in the XFL now, um, and, and their thoughts on the season. I mean, to me, again, I think it, they have to view it as a success. Maybe they have some plans going forward. Uh, maybe we can pull out of them. But I think it'll be a great interview. Uh, it's always cool, especially to talk to somebody high of that stature, regardless of what league it is. So I think he'll bring a lot of insight, a lot of good uh, conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And it's before championship week. I, uh, right before, right before. So, I got some questions already lined up. All right, boys, we, uh, we're we getting ready to wrap up the show. I don't have anything else. Do you have any final plays or anything you want to get out for the live viewers? Any uh, last tidbits? Sure. Let's go with the notebook after dark. Let's go with the Oilers minus right. one twenty. Yeah, because I don't right. think there's any more baseball. Tonight. I think the uh, I think it was ready. it was the Angels. I think yeah, well, the Angels course. If you count that as baseball, well, yeah, uh, nine forty. Yeah. The possums we gave. Yeah, last week. <laughs> no, I'm gonna jump on. I'm gonna jump on with um, Jason here. I'll do some uh, hockey here late night. So I'm gonna take Edmonton. Maddie, you got anything before we close out? Edmonton, the over first goal score. Oh, I like the, the over too. Uh, uh, yeah. I like that over. I, I might like that. I kind of like that over maybe more than um, Edmonton. I think Jason. Maybe put pizza money. Leon dry settle. First goal of the game. Okay. I like it. All right. So we got Leon sun dry, whatever you said. Leon jet. <laughs> touching, for the, the ball, uh, the first. touching the ball in the Thanksgiving game. <laughs> so we've got him for the first goal. We've, we've got you boys liking the over in the Oilers game. And then we also like the Oilers to kind of close out the show. Till next time, till next week. Hopefully, it's another foursome show again. And uh, until that time, we'll bang your bookies. Oh, uh, college baseball! Just watch us. We will have plays on our Twitter. So we didn't cover it this week, but that's about it. All right, bang your bookies. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes, and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.